0: Amen. Amen. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. We thank God for uh, another opportunity to come into his presence and uh, to um, share in his word. My message is already preached, so I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Hallelujah. Amen. When I walked in and uh, Their sister was leading. She quoted my scripture. And then after they finished their worship, they came to sing my scripture. (laughs) Hallelujah. So I'm done. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. (laughs) Amen. But since we have come to church, we still have to preach, right? (laughs) So we are going to go over my uh, notes a little bit. Hopefully it will uh, stress a lot of the things that have already been said. Let's share in a quick word of prayer. Mighty God, we thank you. We give you the glory and honor and praise. We commit this time unto you that you take control and bless our hearts as we wait before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, uh, if you have the monthly calendar, today we are supposed to talk about the presence of God. Um, says the presence. When I saw the presence, I'm like, oh, this is my area, because I love to talk about the presence of God, you know. If you have heard me preach, I think I've spoken about the presence, so I was like, oh, as for this, I'm not going to struggle, because coming to stand there is always a struggle. Hallelujah. We come and we smile, you think it's easy. It's not. <laughs> Hallelujah. But then I read the theme scripture, and it was not what the presence that I talked about. Hallelujah. It's not. So then the panic started. Hallelujah. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. me, but thank God for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He calmed my heart and he said, go, go speak this. This is what I want you to say. Amen. So we are not talking about the presence of God as God be with you, which I thought it was the case. But it's actually you coming into God's presence. Hallelujah. That is what the scripture is. In Psalm 100, we're going to read the entire uh, 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 chapter, the, the entire Psalm of 100, 1 to 5. And I'll pause as we go and we we'll just break it down a little bit and see what I have learned from the Holy Spirit we share together. Amen. So our topic today is coming into the presence of God. Coming into the presence of God, which is different from "God is with me." But you coming or you going into the presence of God—that is what we are talking about. Hallelujah. Psalm one hundred: Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Make a joyful noise. As some scripture, as some versions also say, unto the Lord, all you lands, make. A joyful noise, a joyful sound unto the Lord. All you lands. And then verse 2 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Hallelujah. I'm reading it all and then we break them down verse by verse. Know that the Lord, he is God. Amen. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Ho, 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 makataya sandedebe, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Some versions say that for the Lord is good and His, mercies, his mercy endureth forever. I love that version better. Hallelujah. His, and His truth endures to all generations. Amen. Now, let's break it down. So the verse number one, make a joyful shout unto the Lord all you lands. All that it means is that We should be joyful. As a people of God, God expresses to live in perpetual joy. Hello? That's all that means. Make a joyful noise. Now, if you are not joyful, you cannot make a shout. When you go to a place where joy is exceeding, that is where you see shout. Hello? I haven't seen sorrowful people shouting. People who are in sorrow, what you will see is that they weep. They moan. They are calm. They are, they, are, they are hiding because they are in sorrow. But if you are bubbling with joy, I'm not going to have to tell you to make a joyful noise. Hallelujah! Because joy will erupt in screams. Oh man, those of you who have gone to basketball games, I haven't been to one but I've been to a soccer game. Hallelujah! Amen! And when your team wins, because of the, 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 the joy that you have you don't get told to stand up and scream. You stand and you, you go, you scream. Hallelujah. Because of the joy that is in you. And so the Lord is saying that make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So if you are living in joy, you are not quiet in the presence. When you come to the presence of God, you are not calm. You are not collected. You are not, you are not gentle. You, you are not the one that is inconspicuous. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you have the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. The joy that you have will erupt in screams. And so when you come into the presence of God, which we are talking about, when you come to church, I want you to scream. If you don't scream, if you don't shout, if you don't make a joyful noise, then I know you are in sorrow. So when we close from church, I'll come and tell you, I'll ask you, is everything okay with you, baby? Sis, is everything okay? Okay. How was work last night? So everything is fine. Oh, but you were not shouting. You were too quiet today. Because the scripture is saying that make a joyful noise when you come into his presence. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you see some people erupting in joy and dancing, don't think that as for them, something different has happened. It's because of the joy of the Lord that is in your heart. Hallelujah. Make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's read something from the same Psalm 42 and 1 to 5. As the deer panted for the waters, so my heart pants for you, O Lord, my soul tests for you, God. When I I'll skip to verse uh, four. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise, with multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down, my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in the Lord, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, this is, I think this is a place where, um, let me make sure that I give you the right info. I don't want to say something wrong here. There was a time that uh, uh, the sons of Korah, Yes, the sons of Korah were people who served in the temple of God, right? And they came together. This was a time, I think this was the time when uh, Solomon was having a wedding. This was a time when Solomon was having a wedding. I don't want to confuse. There's another scripture that I'm trying to use. I don't want to confuse the two. Let's read also in Psalm 45, verse 6. That may be the one. Psalm 45, verse 6 to 7. Yes, this is the one that I wanted. Psalm 45, verse 6 to uh, to, uh, 7. So this is a poem that the uh, uh, the sons of uh, Korah, again, they wrote to Solomon, when Solomon was having a wedding, according to my little Bible background that I read. And so let's read what it says there. Your throne, they, they, they were writing this to Solomon, but in actuality, it was also a prophecy about Jesus uh, Christ himself. So they said, your throne, oh God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is anybody here anointed with the oil of gladness? Hallelujah. Are you anointed with the oil of gladness today? Hallelujah. And so Solomon was told this that, hey, this is the, the sense of Korah, the people who were writing a poem at the king's wedding. It said that the Lord has done these things to you, and on top of it all, he has anointed you with the oil of gladness. Now, if you are a righteous person, according to Scripture, the righteous people are the people who also dwell in the joy of the Lord. If you are righteous, then you live. Because, because Christ has made you righteous, This scripture applies to you. Hallelujah. And so every righteous person, no matter what you think you may have done in the past, remember that your righteousness is not from you. It is from God who has imputed the righteousness of Christ on you. So you may not be the perfect person, all right? I'm not saying that you are perfect in everything, no. But the fact that you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior has placed you into a new point. And that point is the point of righteousness. You are righteous. And when you are righteous, you have inherited the joy of the Lord. No righteous person goes to the presence of God and, 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 is, and is quiet and is, and is afraid and is timid. No. If you are righteous, you come to... The, the Bible says that come with boldness. Come to the presence of God with what? Boldness. Hallelujah. Because of your state where Christ has elevated you to. Amen. And so when you come to the house of God, you have to express the joy in you, and the joy in you brings first the scream, the shout, the make a joyful noise, the dance, and everything else that comes. Hallelujah. That is the first thing. Amen. And so the, the Bible says that you, have, you love righteousness. You. Tell your neighbor, you. You love righteousness. You are righteous. Tell them you are righteous. Hallelujah. And because of that, tell them, keep telling them. And because of that, the Lord has anointed you with the oil of gladness. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 That is what they told him. So because you love righteousness, and you do not just love, you are actually righteousness. Oh, my, my, my. You, yourself, you embody the righteousness of God. Why? Because Christ's righteousness has been imputed on you. For Solomon, he loved righteousness. He loved justice. So when he was wedding, at the place when there was supposed to be joy, the people sang and said, you love righteousness. But you, you don't just love, you are righteous. (laughs) Hallelujah. And for that fact, if Solomon was oiled with the oil of gladness, how much more you? Hallelujah. Last time I checked, Solomon married uh, a lot of people, a lot of women, several concubines, I don't know if there's a concubine. There's a term for modern concubine. Girlfriends, right? We said he has hundreds of girlfriends. You know, guys, they used to call them concubines. (laughs) Hallelujah. But Solomon had hundreds of girlfriends, thousands of wives, women around him. And yet, because he was making sure that he was following what God told him, God says that you love righteousness. I don't have any girlfriend. I have one wife. I don't know about you. You may have one, you not my yet. <laughs> hallelujah. If Solomon was told to have the oil of gladness, now I tell you, I must have multiples of the oil. My God, hallelujah. Amen. I must have multiples of the oil of gladness. And that is why you should be joyful all the time. You are anointed with the oil of joy. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. Don't let the devil tell you that you, you don't matter anymore. You, because of this thing and that, you are nobody. No, 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 no. Tell them that my righteousness, in fact, is from the Lord himself. Ha, 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 My God. Amen. And because of that, you can smile, you can laugh, you can scream when you come to church. When you go to the presence of God, you go boldly. Hallelujah. Because you are righteous. You have been oiled with the oil. You have been anointed with the oil of gladness. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know. That doesn't mean you won't go through uh, stuff. You may be going through stuff. it's understandably, right? We are human. You may be going through trials and tribulations. You may be going through a persecution. You may be going through loneliness. You may, you, you know, some, I, 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 hallelujah. You know what I'm saying, bro? It's not easy. You may be going through even single life. Sometimes it can be persecution. Hallelujah. I mean, I've been there, so I'm telling you from experience. Hallelujah. Sometimes it can be persecution. You know, time is up for marriage and the marriage is not happening. That could be persecution. Especially when people who don't feel what you feel ask you, when are you going to marry? As if, as if the marriage is on the wall. You just catch it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Persecution. Amen. You may be married all right, but it's not working out. You go home and this man or woman is it's like... It's like the worst thing that ha- ever happened to you. You talked to were Marine and making things work, and that, nothing is working. You may be going through some physical ailment, you know? You've been to the doctors, you know, they check you, they take all the x rays and then they tell you, I don't see anything. But you know you see something. I don't know what you're going through. I mean, the fact of being anointed with the oil of gladness it is it's not circumstantial. It's not conditional. It, no, it, it is not based on how you feel. It is based on what Christ wants you to feel. So when even that thing is, uh, is making you feel you should feel wrong, you lift yourself up and say, no, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You say, no, I will shout, I will scream because I'm going in the presence of God. I'm going to, I'm going to church, I'm going to make sure that everybody hears that I have joy because I'm anointed with the oil of gladness, because of my righteousness, because of my stature in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't let circumstances depict how your face looks. When people, there was a period of time that somebody told me something at work. They're like, I don't see you smile. And I'm like, really? I mean, they they, they were serious about it, you know? You know how we are, you don't want to be serious, you know? I'm not intentional, I'm not trying to be serious all the time, but, st- you know, when you're working and you're, you're trying to meet the goals and stuff. But that really spoke to me because I don't know what they read into it, whether they read that I don't like my job or they read that uh, maybe something is happening at home. I don't know what they read into it, but I wish I could re- reverse it. I wish they could, they could see me smiling and, say, and ask me, what's making you happy all the time? <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen! Amen. Then I would tell them, I am anointed. Baba I'm anointed with the oil of gladness. Because I'm the righteous man. Hallelujah. Since that time, I changed. And so when people are complaining, I work that everything. I am cool. And, and now I hear people say, oh, so Oti, nothing bothers him. Yeah, nothing bothers me. Hallelujah. Amen. Wondering and screaming and crying about things don't change them all. If they did, some of us would have won a long time because we have wondered and screamed and cried before. And you too, my bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That doesn't solve any problem. What solved the problem is to believe that God is with you. Hallelujah! And that you are the righteous of God. And so you create the joy in the atmosphere where there's no joy. You plant the seeds of joy where people don't expect joy to be found, even among your family. People will see you and they, they should think that you should be one, you know, you should be you should be in trouble, you should be you should be in anxiety about certain situations, but you calm them down, hallelujah. Not because you are you don't feel it, but because you have deliberately created the atmosphere of joy. Hallelujah! Amen. Why? Because you are anointed with the oil of gladness as a righteous man, as a righteous woman. Hallelujah. And the second verse, it says that, come into even the same place, actually. Let's go back to Psalm 100 again. Verse, actually, let's go to, yeah, verse 2. It says, said the Lord with gladness. We finished that. Come before his presence with singing. Come before the presence of God with singing. Hallelujah. Come before the presence of God with singing. Now, we have already established the fact that unless you are in joy, you cannot best up in in screams. Only people who are full of joy can shout. Sorrowful people don't, don't shout. Hallelujah. Amen. And the same thing applies to singing. If you are in joy you burst up in singing. Hallelujah. So when you come into the presence of God, and it is hard for you to sing along when we are worshiping, then you are not in joy. If it is hard for you to raise a song at home when you are cooking, then you are not in joy. Because the person full of joy will naturally, it happens. That's how God has meant. You will naturally burst up in singing. It doesn't matter how bad your voice is. So when I'm home and I hear my wife cooking and she's singing, I'm happy. Oh, there is joy there. Hallelujah. Amen. If she is singing, oh, Hallelujah. If she is not singing, something may be wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't sing, it tells me you are not in joy. Because the person who is full of joy, one, they, they will shout. Second, they will sing. If you find it difficult to sing, I'm not saying singing with the right keys. No, forget about it. I sing. I sing. As a matter of fact, this morning when I was coming, I was playing my own song in my car. I I have, you you don't know? It's coming out. Hallelujah. Oh, it's coming out. Hallelujah. Amen. Auntie, um, Auntie Connie knows. I started this project with Mr. Wilson. I have songs. I was playing my own song. It's not because, like, like, you you see how you are laughing, because you know the voice is not there, right? But when the joy of the Lord comes, when the joy of the Lord is in you, oh man, you will hear it. When the joy comes, you will sing. When you come into his presence and you are full of joy, songs will come naturally. No matter how bad it may sound, but you will sing. Hallelujah. This morning, may the oil of gladness make you joyful. May you be living in joy, perpetual joy. May you begin to sing. May you turn your sorrowful crying, your, all those complaints, into new songs of praise. Hallelujah. May the Lord change your tongue and bring a song unto you that you will sing wherever you are. You will begin to record yourself on your phone. Is it, a, is it me making these new words? Hallelujah. When, when people gather in conventions, songs come. The ladies... They write songs. Why? You know why? The presence of God is there. They have also come with joy. And now, the Holy Ghost comes down and songs come. So, beloved, if you are not singing, it tells me you are not in joy. Don't tell me uh, you you don't know how to sing. I'm not saying that sing the right keys. No. But sing anyhow. Tell your neighbor, sing anyhow. Say, if you are in joy, you will sing anyhow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come into his presence with shout. And would sinking, singing. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Now, in the third verse, it says that know that the Lord, he is God. Ha, 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 ha. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Hallelujah. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. We are his people. Now, if you come into the presence of God, you must know who you are going before. We are talking about going into the presence of God, right? You have to know who you are going before. And that is why the psalmist is saying that if you know you are going to the presence of God, first burst out, best out in joy, best out in singing. But then again, remember who you are going before. Hallelujah, if you don't know the person to whom you are going, that is, you will walk anyhow, but you got to know, hallelujah, in Hebrews 11 and 6, scripture says that, but without faith, it is impossible to to please him, but the big part is that, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, he who comes to God, so you are going to the presence of God, right? He who comes to God must believe that he is. Hallelujah. And that is why the scripture is saying There, So, know that the Lord, he is God. He who comes to God must know that he is God. Hallelujah. If you know that, then you walk into the presence of God with, 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 the, with divinity, I should say. Hallelujah. You don't go to church anyhow. And the church is not the only place you meet God. In your own closet, when you're about to go to pray. You are going. This is your table of prayer. You know. Remember, we talked about the altar of prayer and all that. You are going to your prayer altar. The moment you realize that, hey, this is the time for me to go before God, your 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 everything changes. You're majestic. Hallelujah, because you are going to God. You know who you are going before. You don't play with that. Hallelujah. I try not, not to play. We're coming to church. Early, uh, you know, late, presiding. I know you've been watching. Hallelujah. Amen. But sometimes we try and stuff do happen. But you have to cultivate the attitude of knowing who you are going before. Whether it's in your own prayer closet, whether it is a church meeting or church program, the moment you know it is God you are going before, your attitude must change. Hallelujah. If you have those like a classical attitude, a- attitude of, oh, am I going to church today or not? Uh, it is cold out there. Uh, you have already failed. Hallelujah. But some people are going regardless. So if you have to ask yourself, "Am I going?" It's called there? You have failed. You don't know who you are going before. You don't, you don't, you don't consider God's deity big enough to challenge you to go through the school. You don't know who you are going before. Hallelujah. So re, re, remember and reposition God in a rightful place, so that when you come before Him, you will come well. Tell your neighbor so you will come well. Hallelujah. You will go before God well. Hallelujah. Because of time, let's move on to the, uh, the fourth one in verse 4. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I was trying to see if I could get differences, but I think this is what I got up. The gates are the outer gates, the, the, the real entrance where you open and you come. Or maybe we can even say the entrance to the... Um, what do you call it? The parking lot. That will be the gates. And then the court will be entering, the, opening the door and coming here. That is what I, I, I can use for analogy. And scripture is saying that enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Now, thanksgiving, according to Hebrew, is it called todo. T-O hyphen D-A-W. If you say thanksgiving in Hebrew, you say todo or todo. However, where, it depends on where you go to, went to school.
1: <laughs> Hallelujah!
0: If you went to Prep, you would say it's a certain way. If you went to Presec, you say it certain way. If you went to uh, what other school, uh, Manchester High, you say it. A... If you went to East High, if you went to Berkeley High, you say it different. But it says T-O hyphen D-A-W. Hallelujah! Thanksgiving. That is what it means in Hebrew, and the Hebrew meaning is lifted hands. Oh Makataya San Lorobosia Razakataya Babe Rebaba San Lobo Mazakataya Enter into his gaze with so as you enter as you turn your steer into the garage you raise your hands we thank you Lord we thank you Lord oh we thank you Jehovah Almighty, we thank you Lord, we thank you Lord, we thank you Jehovah Almighty. Just as you go into the gates of the premise of God, your hands are lifted in praise. Hallelujah. And scripture says that into his courts with praise. Hallelujah. So hand lifting, as you open the gate and you come, your hands are up. Now lifting of hands, it connotes what? Submission. You know, reverence. Letting God know that you have come. You are coming into the presence. Oh, I'm here, God. My hands are lifted. I am about to enter into the court. But this is your gate. I come in with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then into his courts with praise. According to Hebrew, praise is tahilo T-H-T-E-H-I-L-A-W. tahilo. That's the Hebrew word for uh, uh, for praise. And it is derived from the verb called halal. H-A-L-A-L. And the meaning of halal is it connotes genuine or genuine, again, depending on where you went to school. Genuine appreciation, hello, Amen. genuine appreciation for the great actions that God has done. Hallelujah. So with the thanksgiving, with the lifted hands, you come into the gates. And with thanksgiving, you begin to remember the actions that God has taken on your behalf. Ha! Ah. Ah. The whole week, when you drove up and down the highways, the same way, there was a, a lady passed away sometime on a, on a, on a stretch of road, in, in, in an accident, a vehicle accident, and each time, we, I drove to the same place, so I'm like, this place, this is where this lady passed. As a matter of fact, those of you who drive, sometimes on the highway, you see flowers placed on a spot, because somebody that in the same spot. You drive there all the time and you go and come. So when you remember those things, that is what you, you tahilo, you praise God by up, recognizing and appreciating what God has done. Hallelujah. So when you come into the presence of God, you have reason to praise him. And your praise is remembering what God has done. Letting God know that you acknowledge that on the same disease that put some people down, the same COVID, where people died, you had it. You had it three times. Some of us had it more than one time. Oh, my goodness. The last time I started coughing again, coughing again, I'm like, hey, then my mother-in-law says, Hey, Massey, what's idea? You do? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My mother-in-law is asking, uh, did, did you get it again? She, she, she had kept count of how many times I had gotten the same disease. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And this same disease. Some people got it once, and they are no more. Some people who are stronger, who, who go to the gym. Some people who, who, who take their medications on time. Some people who, who do everything right, and yet they are gone. You got it, you are here. So you got a reason to be here and praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Tell somebody, hallelujah. Makataya, San And then it says that not only does it mean Appreciating God for his great actions, it also means appreciating God for his character. And This is where we worship. This is where you worship God for who he is. So you may not have gotten the COVID, so you don't have anything to thank God about, right? You may not have had any problems. You didn't even drive, so you don't see the, people, the places where people died, right? You, nothing has happened to you, right? Well, this is your turn. But scripture says that for you, you recognize the character of God himself. You say, God, you are Elohim. You are Jireh. You are the God from everlasting to everlasting. Nothing can compare unto you. You are the beginning and the end. The Alpha and the Omega. Hallelujah. So when you come before God, whether something has, good has happened to you or not, Whether you have received the greatness of God or not, you got a reason to come with praise. You got a reason to come with your halal. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what God is before you when you go into his presence. Now, if we understand these steps, we won't take going into the presence of God for granted. Whether it be coming to church or your church in your own house when you pray. Because you will go in a new light altogether. And God will know that you understand what you're doing. Some of us, God looks at says, and he laughs. Hey, this girl, she doesn't know what she's doing. But I'll take her like that. After all she says, <laughs> I'll to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll just take her like that. After all, she has accepted Jesus. I can't kick her out. But she has no clue what she's doing. She goes to church whenever she wants. When it's snowing, no church. When, 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 even when there's clouds. Oh, uh, oh, when she got tired last night. She has slept and woke up from bed. But she says, I'm still tired. I'm not going to church. You don't know what you're about. Hallelujah. But if you know, you got to go to God and present your praise. Present your hand lifting. Present your halah, Present your tahilo. Then you will come, regardless. You will be begging and asking. Presiding, I know it's snowing, but it's church coming on. He said, ah, let's watch a little bit. Okay, I'm ready. In case it's coming on, let me know. Oh, he said, he say, okay, I'll put it on. thing. But you don't automatically close church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some people will automatically, they see there's as little snow. Today, no church. <laughs> Who says no church? Hello? Because they are not ready to come before the presence of God. They are not ready to come. Now, God has given himself. Well, when, Like I said, when I thought we were talking about the presence of God, God doesn't care how, how inferior to him we are, I should say. He, he comes down to deposit himself in us, regardless of your uncleanness. Okay, I said, the moment you say, I accept Jesus Christ, he comes. He looks at this filthy, empty thing like me, and he says, I will still go and deposit because he has accepted as my rule. Holy Ghost, go fill the guy up. And Holy Ghost comes. He didn't wait for you to be confessed first before he came into you. But we have excuses. We say when we are coming to you, it's better, it better be not raining. It better not be snow. It better not be, because uh, you know, it, we, I better sleep good in the night before I'm not tired. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We give conditions, but God doesn't. So if we are going to come before the presence of God, beloved, we have to attach some importance onto this. And the reason why God, and according to um, the scripture we have read, there was the last one. How am I doing on time? There was the last one. The last one is blessed, because he said, uh, enter into his gates in, uh, with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Now, the blessed, as we know, blessed means Barak, Right? Barak. And bless is to salute. In Hebrew, barak means to salute and also to greet. Hallelujah. So when you come into the presence of God, you are coming to salute. You are coming to say, yes, sir. I'm I'm, I'm reporting for duty. Hallelujah. Amen. You are saluting God. That is you blessing him. When you say, I bless you, literally in Hebrew, what it's telling God is that you are saluting. You are greeting him and say, good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I know You come from heaven above. The Holy Spirit is on the truth. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning. Lord. That is your blessing of the Lord. You're saluting of him and say, yes, I'm master. Yes, sir, master. When you bless the Lord. Now, the reason, we are going to the reason why God wants us to do these things in verse 4, and then we'll, we'll close. Verse 5 is the reason. It says that, for the Lord is good. Ron Kenoli has a song, and I think he took it from this place. He said, for the Lord is good. Then the, uh, and then the chorus people will respond, for the Lord is good, for the Lord is good, and His mercy endureth forever. Oh, for the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. That is the reason why you come to His presence. That is why you present your praise and your thanksgiving. That is why you show up to salute, because He is a good God. And I'm not just saying it. I have experienced him. Oh, and I know you have. Because even if God has not done anything for you, for the, nothing at all you have salvation. You are going to heaven. That in itself is everything. Now, the things we get on earth, those are pluses and minuses. Hallelujah. But if you think about what God has done for you, if you begin to remember where you were and how far you have come and where he has taken you, then you will sink and you will understand why when you reach the parking lot, you begin to lift up your hands. When you enter, you begin to praise him. You begin to halal him. You begin to glorify and worship him because the scripture says that he is a good God and his mercies, they endure it forever. The Bible says that for, he, for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. Other version says, and his mercies endureth or endures forever. Ever. His mercy endureth forever. I'm here today, holy and righteous. If I make a mistake tomorrow, that mercy has taken care of it. That blood has already paid for it. I'm clean. It is forever. And in fact, another, another scripture says that his mercies they are renewed every morning. Great is your faithfulness. His messes are fresh new mercies every day. This is a reason for you to come before him and give him praise. This is for you to remember he is God and come not doubting. This is a good enough reason for you to lift up holy hands when you come before the presence of God. Hallelujah. Let's be on our feet. For the Lord is good. Let's be on our feet. Oh, for the Lord is good. Oh, for the love is good and his mercies endure forever. Oh, for the love is good and his mercies endure forever. Come on, sing it. For the Lord is good, for the love is good, for the love is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good, and His mercies joy forever. Oh, for the Lord is good, and His mercies endure forever. Let's sing one more time. Oh, for the Lord is good. For the Lord come is new. Come on, respond. Hold on, stop. Stop, stop.